Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Panther Report. My name is Sam Bliss, WPTS News Director. Today, I am joined by... Ali Radzulon. Uh, and you are a writer at the Pitt News. Yeah, I'm a senior staff writer. Uh, all right, well, it's great to have you on today. Uh, what are we discussing? So recently, I wrote an article about um, the 10-year anniversary of the 2012 Pitt bomb threats that happened in um, from ar- around February to April before ending at the end of the semester of that year. Okay, so the, the 2012 bomb threats, uh, 10 years removed now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, before you came in here and we, we chatted a bit before recording, uh, I had no idea this had happened. Uh, so give me a quick rundown. What, what, what happened? What were these bomb threats? So they started with um, somebody wrote on bathroom stall doors in Chevron, and um, then they started... Um, they, they started very slowly throughout February, and then as we approached March, it became a lot more um, hectic. Usually they um, emailed the Pitt News, um, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and they emailed different um, departments at the university to basically threaten different buildings, and that would lead to evacuations pretty much every single day, sometimes in the middle of the night, and it got to a point where... Um, they, th- they, um, the chancellor at the time, Mark Nor- Nordenberg, um, actually, he set up a, what's it called, like a reward for $10,000 to, for any information that would come in, and then it went up to 50000 and then after that, um, the, they called themselves the Threateners, they emailed the Pit News and, and basically said to get the reward taken down and they'll stop and so they did they took down the reward and then the person threatening stopped around finals week i would say and then three to about four months later in august um they actually caught the person who was doing it his name was adam bosby um he was from ireland and he had no connection to Pitt, but he was responsible for dozens of bomb threats and he ended up going to jail Okay, uh, so certainly a, uh, a stressful time in Pitt's recent history. Um, I guess, can, can you walk us through it all? Uh, kind of just what was it like for uh, some of the students who were uh, affected by those bomb threats? You know, what was it like uh, on the ground uh, during that spring? Uh, let's say... Uh, I was living in towers, and a bomb threat came through for towers at the middle of the night. What would that look like? So one of the people I talked to actually lived in towers at the time, and her name was Mariah Wolf, and she said that um, they would come in in the middle of the night. Um, security guards would come in, and they would evacuate the entire building, and everybody would have to go to the union. And they set up cots there in the middle of... Um, they did for, I forget exactly which floors, but um, they had them set up in different rooms for people to sleep on in the middle of the night. And usually, um, they also did the same thing at the Pete when Sutherland would get bomb threats and things like that. 
and it was just she said it was very just disruptive and stressful to be able to have not only like their classes completely um disrupted but also their sleep schedules as well especially during um midterms and finals week yeah uh so just uh looking at kind of uh, a little bit of research uh it's saying that uh the number of bomb threats got up to 160 uh by the end of the semester uh so the, were these like basically a daily occurrence uh for the last few months of that semester Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much every single day they were getting at least one, and usually it spanned multiple buildings. And it got really, really severe towards the end there. Uh, and so I, ha- I have to imagine, uh, at the beginning it was probably very stressful because of, well, it was a bomb threat, you know? Mm-hmm. People were threatening to uh, basically attack the school. Uh, but, you know, by late February, April, did it, was it more like oh, you know, another bomb threat. You know, I say that, but regardless of any of uh, validity, you know, it's the school's job to keep students safe. And uh, like you said, it was probably very disruptive. Uh, So by the end, was it just more kind of a hectic and uh, stressful environment more than it was something like people were living under constant threat of, uh, you know, being bombed? Yeah, definitely. And towards on the end, they actually started allowing students to go home and finish the semester out remotely because it was causing so much disruption. And it it depends on who you talk to. Um, I talked to the former editor-in-chief of the Pitt News, and he said that at first it was more scary, than, and then as time went on, he just found it to be more disruptive than anything, than actually thinking there was going to be a bomb. But um, some people actually went home because they felt unsafe and completed the rest of their semester from home just to avoid, like, both the fear and the disruption. It's interesting that, uh, you know, 10 years ago, uh, University of Pittsburgh was using remote learning to finish up a semester uh, that was endangered by bomb threats. Uh, and then, you know, nine, 10 years later, we're doing basically the same thing uh, for a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> yeah actually a lot of the things they did they um they added security at doors of every building um they wouldn't let students have guests in the dorms a lot of it was actually very similar to how they're handling the pandemics which surprised me yeah a lot of uh, familiar policies there um in general uh do you think the 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 threats and kind of the the spring in general uh, that was kind of affected by the threats. Uh, do you think that like holds a significant place in in Pitt's history? Uh, like, I guess, like, what is the legacy of of the uh, the threats? Well, I was actually um, since it's been ten years, I was not expecting people to be as eager to talk to me about it as they were. But I had a lot of people. I interviewed five people. One of them being um, the former chancellor of Pitt and. Everybody was really um, eager to talk about it, which surprised me since it has been 10 years. And even my my own brother was a freshman at the time, and he still remembers it very clearly. So I would say it's a pretty significant part of Pitt's history. And I also believe that the university handled it very well, considering 
that um, it was a difficult situation and not many people really experienced that in their lifetime. So I would say it's just a large part of Pitt's history and then it ended in a good way for <laughs> the situation. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't even, I guess as a relatively young student at the university, I knew I've only known Nordenberg as a uh, pretty swanky uh, housing option. <laughs> um, but I didn't even realize there was, or I, I figured there was a guy, a Nordenberg. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize it was so recent uh, that he was the chancellor, you know, at least up until 10 years ago. Yeah, um, I talked to him. He was one of the first people I talked to, and I believe he retired in 2013. Don't quote me on that. But um, <laughs> he he was actually very um, eager to talk about it. He was also very nice and very accommodating with me with being able to talk about it. And he gave me a lot of information that helped me write this article. Is there anything else that... Uh in researching for this article you came across that you thought was interesting in, uh, in Pitt's history? Um, I was interested in the fact that um, they targeted other schools like Point Park University and um, Cal U, which I did not expect because it's more so like related to Pitt in a lot of articles that I read. And so I was not expecting it to basically span a lot of other schools as well. It also they also threatened um, Carnegie Mellon, I believe, which was surprising for me. And I was just also very surprised with how how much people wanted to talk about it since it has been ten years. I mean, I my brother w went here at the time, and I barely remember it, but he talks about it pretty often. Yeah. Um. Did they ever find out why it was Pitt that was targeted? Uh, Western PA educational institutions. Uh, some guy in Ireland just decided that we were a good victim for this craziness? Or? Um, yeah, I believe it was pretty random with how he targeted. Um, he w had a lot of different um, charges against him. He threatened to kill um, the prime minister of England. And um, he had he threatened to blow up a plane in Ireland, and he had a lot of he was related to some sort of terrorist group, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And it's just he just chose to pit for basically. It, it was just a school. It was school. <laughs> it was populated area. You know, it yeah. could be anything. Uh, that's interesting, though. Very uh, fascinating that basically for no reason whatsoever. Uh, yeah, he had no connection to the school at all, really. Yeah. Um, were, was the student body at the time uh, kind of concerned, kind of looking over their shoulders, uh, you know, like looking to claim that reward, uh, like really trying to look for people that it could be? or? I mean, I think people were more so worried about, like, their own safety and their... Um, at least for the students, um, and basically getting through the semester since classes were getting disrupted every day. So um, they were just, they posted the reward um, because they were just hoping for um, some information at all because um, I also talked to the former U.S. attorney for Western PA, David Hickton, and he said that um, 
it was they consider it almost an impossible case to even solve so they were mm. just looking for whatever way to be able to get any information at all and they were not expecting much out of it but they were able to eventually catch the guy which is pretty rare even for today's standards so yeah there you go 10 years ago able to track down a guy half a world away yeah any closing thoughts from you ali uh on the 10 years since or the legacy of the uh pit bomb threat spring um I was just really interested in this situation, considering that um, my older brother did go here at the time when it happened, and I had some familiar familiarity with it. And um, I'm thankful that I was able to have the on- opportunity to write it, and thank you for having me today. Yeah, thanks so much for coming in. It was very mm-hmm. interesting to learn about uh, a pretty macabre chapter in our university's history, but an interesting one nonetheless. Uh, that'll conclude this story. Uh, on Panther Report. Thanks so much for listening, uh, and we'll see you next time.